Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, big, full-packed sports weekend. We have lots to get to in terms of coaches fired, coaches hired, games that were won and lost by by teams, some surprises this weekend. Sip, how are you this fine Monday morning? I better than usual. Um, That's good. You get some rest this weekend or what? Yeah, I did. The the off-season's upon us. I have mixed emotions about that. Mixed emotions about the off-season. It's it's kind of the new season and that there's going to be a lot to cover. Nebraska's coaching changes, which we're already starting to get some pretty good info on. Um, And then the transfer portal stuff. And Adrian's got a big decision that's probably looming this week um so a lot going on there yes yes there hey, you is. got a ha- hat on why you got a hat on uh, i feel like I, my my face looks really pale on the stream so i'm trying to help that out by wearing a hat i usually don't care at all about my looks but for some reason like I, that's just really you, you look good with your hat and i'm just like this white pale face over here so the hat's gonna help me out there yeah we have well you know, got, we, i got i've got we light. have the same hat on which well, is a little I, odd. I have light hair yeah and it's balding also, so it shines a little bit and makes the makes the screen like a like the flash of a camera when I when do you we, see my face. Do we need Harrison to join the cap club? Yes. Wear a ball cap. Yes. The answer is yes to he that question. He has a full head of hair. He's the only one in the building right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, he's also twenty two. Yeah. Know, I'm thirty. You're. I have less of an excuse than you do. You're fifty five. <laughs> I'm thirty. He's got more. He he has more hair than he can handle over there. I think we got to rename that segment we do aging gracefully to aging quickly. <laughs> oh. oh boy! And you can join. I can join in on that. Yeah. I yeah. Can. I think you just. I think you're. You have a good idea. I like the cap look. <laughs> it's funny to me that you are that concerned. That's, about it's the your, first time I've really been concerned about my looks. You are kind of like a lighthouse in the. I, I in know. The night. I know. <laughs> I don't want to be the lighthouse all the time. I want. Want me normal. Ships could see you and yes. know where to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's Jake? Go find him. Beam him. Uh, 402-464-5685. Call or text the show. As always, you can watch and comment also on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Of course, this show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Check out their, check out their current job openings at GainaTrucking.com. All right, so Nebraska played, of course, on Friday. Sip, Nebraska... As you said before the show, it feels like that was like a week ago. It feels like it was a long time ago. It was still just three days ago. Nebraska led twenty-one to six against Iowa and and twenty-one to nine going into the fourth quarter. We all know the story that happened then. It blocked punt for a touchdown, gave Iowa new life. Nebraska folded after that, pretty much. Well, they went. They, they got the safe. There was the safety. That was after the, the block punt, yeah. Right, and the, and a fumble. You know, Logan Smothers fumbled right and. In direct succession. I mean, so right after the, right after the, the blocked punt for a touchdown, mm-hmm. um, they you know they come back and Nebraska has a safety and gets a safety. Logan's 
uh, tackled in the end zone and throws the ball as he's being tackled, and it's a you know it's a uh, intentional grounding, which is then a safety, and then he fumbles on the ensuing possession. Iowa makes the comeback. It's all a little what I wrote and what I feel. It's all a little too predictable. Yeah. Um, yep. Nebraska outplays Iowa. Yep. For three quarters, looks much of the afternoon like the better team. But when the block occurs, and Scott addressed it in the in after the game, he said he looked at his kids and they looked okay. But he even wondered, you know, is this going to be okay? What's going to happen next? And you have a new quarterback out there who suddenly, suddenly, now Logan Smothers played well, admirably well most of the day, but suddenly he's under pressure, and the whole thing changes. Yep. Right. Everything changes when the heat comes. Right. Now the momentum's going against you. The the element of surprise is gone. They, I mean, Nebraska benefited from the element of surprise, but now it's the fourth quarter, mm. and here comes Iowa. They're right on you, and now how is your team going to respond? And, and as you said, very very predictable what happened. Sad because Nebraska again, like they have been in every game, was in it. They led by fifteen points in the second half. They led by twelve going into the fourth quarter on your home field. And and this is what we, we talked about all week long, Sip. The the biggest difference, there's some differences, but the biggest difference between Iowa and Nebraska is special teams. They are elite. Nebraska is putrid. And it showed up in one big play to change everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I can't really disagree with you. I mean, after this game. I'll say it again. Elite, putrid. Putrid on this side. Putrid. Right. I think Scott is now inclined, and he hasn't said it publicly, but everything I'm hearing um, behind the scenes suggests that he is definitely inclined to hire a dedicated special teams coach, a coach who will coach only special teams. And I think, I mean, listen, there's no guarantees in that. That, that that's no, going to change you're right. it. There's not. I mean, Bruce Reed was <laughs> yes. a dedicated special teams coach under Mike Riley, and they, it's not like they had flawless special teams. But it would at this point, you need to change something. He's got to right. be addressed. Yeah, you need to change something at this point. Um, and then the other the other factor is, <laughs> I mean, there would be pitchforks. I mean, the fan base, like it would be a horrible PR move if Scott just said, no, we're going to do it like we've always done. Mm -hmm. No, he can't do that. I don't think at this point you can do that. Now, to be fair, there was just one. I mean, they just blew an assignment on that play. I mean, it's, it's a very interesting discussion to me. I say, well, you have to get it so they don't blow an assignment. And Iowa, Iowa, on the other hand, now this is where it gets interesting to me. You know the guy who blocked that pump, Marchese is his name? And he said after the game, we had worked on that all week. We saw that if they were on the left hash, that there was a that we could get to them in this certain way. So that's that's called coaching, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's that's awareness that, and coaching. Okay, so I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Iowa players, okay? All right. Now think about this. Think about it. We Henry Marchese is the guy's name. Um, and he, they talked all, he said they talked a lot of the week about how if Nebraska's in this certain spot on the left hash, you know, on the left hash that we, we know we can get to them. And what they did basically was, was 
the guy, you know, the, they have the shield and the guy on the left-hand side, Iowa took that shield member out, basically, giving Marquise a, a clear path to the punter. So number 13 for Iowa coming off the edge knew he wasn't going to be impeded. So he came like a missile because they had worked on that all week. All right? Now, now think about how that team feels. Okay, we worked on this all week, and boom, it just worked. Now think about the injection of confidence for Iowa. It took over. The coaches told over. us this would work. It worked. And look what it look what look what happened. We get a touchdown out of it? Yeah. That's just a block. You scored on the play. Yeah. Ball pops up in the air and, and Kyler Fisher grabs it and goes in. It it seemed that's like coaching. It, I know. And it seemed like on that play they were so confident that it wasn't it, they could have had like four guys that blocked that kick. Right? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I'm no, t- no, I don't think so. I'm saying this, though. No, they, there they, was one guy. Well, let me say that. They, they, they got right through that Nebraska line, and there was a lot of guys near no, the no, football there, line. No, there wasn't. There was one really? guy. No, it was Marquise. I'll watch it again. But yeah. it feels like there's a lot of yeah, guys there. Watch it. Okay. Watch it. I, I mean, they rushed like you do, but there was a shield. There was it just felt like there was pressure right away there. There was, one, there was one guy that got through, and that was the deal, and that was what they worked on, and boom, there it is. And now you're like, oh, God. I mean, I think everybody felt that, right? Yeah. Well, that was me in the state, not in the stands, but watching, saying this, this is how this goes south. And there was still plenty of time left. 21 to 9. You're up at that point. Oh, you're, it was 21 to 16. Yeah. You're still, up by five, you're still up by five, and you felt like the game was over. That's the sad part about Nebraska is that even when you're leading, if something like that happens, you feel like, here we go again. And, in fact, it was, here we go Again. Well, and then, then what happened was, yeah, Iowa kept pressing on the next possession. I, I, first of all, I got to check. I make sure I got Henry Marchese's name right. Uh, uh, yeah, hold on. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Marchese. Marchese. Yes, Henry Marchese. That's exactly right. So Henry Marchese blocks the punt. And we all know the feeling everybody got. But then Iowa kept pressing, right? Yes. Um, As they should. Right. They had the um, momentum. Right. They're, they're trying to win a division uh, title, which they are, which they did, by the way. On the next possession, Logan Smothers made his first major mistake of the game, losing a fumble while trying to make a handoff, right? Yes, yep. All right. And that, then, okay, the defense held, forced a punt, and Oliver Martin made a fair catch at the seven. Now, I don't. I think that's okay. I'm I, fine with, I was fine with that. Okay. Yeah, I wondered about what you thought about that. There's a that's chance a that ball area. gets closer to the one, you know? Yeah. It's a gray area, but yeah. I, I saw a lot of guys in, in the NFL yesterday making fair catches inside the 10. Yeah, I didn't think that was the problem. The, the problem, what what happened after that was the problem, which was Smothers was, call, was called for intentional grounding as he's being sacked in the end zone. Yeah, Safety. that's the problem. Now it's 21 to 18, right? And now the outcome's beginning to feel excessively predictable, right? Yep. I would, and you're I, still leading. You're still up yeah, by three, but, but we know how this ends. Yeah. But Iowa doesn't even take they, – they, they tied the game with a field goal, though. I know. But, they, they didn't take the lead with a touchdown. They did eventually, but they tied it up first at 21 all before they did the touchdown. Well, what happened pretty soon brings up a whole another conversation, which is Nebraska's defense – has been leaky against the run, and what happened? Tyler Goodson dashes yep. 55 yards yep. to the 14. That's right. Goodson, as I expected, was a problem. 23 attempts, 156 yards. He's a good back. He's not Braylon Allen, by the way. Minnesota stuffed up Braylon Allen. He did. Allen. He did. Um, but, but they did, excuse me. But Tyler Goodson, you know, went to the 14, and a short time later, Iowa went up 
28-21 with 2.58 left. Smothers had to guide a comeback, and that's just not... He had a drive. They yeah. had a drive, yeah. but it, it, it ended in, a, in an ugly interception at the goal line, which nobody was in the area for Nebraska, it felt like. Right. What happened was Levi Falk had a... had a. It's a choice to either run a post route or break it off and go to the, a, to the corner or just break it off. He broke it off. He broke off the route. Smothers thought he'd kept kept going. I'm not sure whose fault that is. Frost said they worked on it. A th- they worked on that play a thousand times. My guess is it's Smothers' fault. My guess is it's Smothers' fault. I don't know that. Um, so there you go. And, and and you know Iowa intercepted a pass. Go figure. That's what they do. That's what they do <laughs> right. So it all felt. What I said in the outcome is it all felt a little too predictable for my liking. But but it's just sad that in saying that Nebraska led this game in the second half by 15 points. I know. Like if you lose, the, if it's close the whole way and it ends like that, okay. Well, then it's more predictable. The fact that you you were overcoming some some demons in this early on to take a 15 point lead against a nemesis for you recently in the Hawkeyes, who now beat you seven straight times. But was it, it really it, surprising to you that Nebraska no, was ahead? Was that but 21 to six? That was predictable to me. Yeah, I thought Nebraska had a great chance to win the game. I didn't think they'd be up by double digits at any point, really. I thought they'd okay. be, I mean, twenty up by 15 points. Yeah. They, they looked good. They were in control. They were in control. So this is what drives you nuts, right? They're yes. in control of that game for three quarters. And for much of the game, looked like the better team. Yep. And they, But what I, what, I, what I mean by predictables is what does Iowa do? They just, I they bet they way, literally man. say, I bet they literally say, Hey guys, Nebraska, they'll botch yeah, know. this. They'll botch this. They'll give it to you. Yeah, Let them yeah. take it from them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll get some turnovers. Maybe we'll maybe we'll um make a big play in special teams and we'll get them. Just wait. Just yep. be patient, guys. Be patient. Be patient. They'll give it be to you. Be patient. Be patient. Then boom. Pounce. Told you. Now go take it. Yeah. It's and a very then, sad feeling as a Nebraska. And it's very fan. predictable in the but I will say this. I will say this. It's fascinating, Jake. It's I watch people really close after those games and just in general. And first of all, the stadium was alive. It felt like Nebraska was playing for the division title, which, by the way, congratulations to the Iowa Hawkeyes, champions of the Big Ten West. How about that, by the way? Ten and two, seven and two. I think I saw they open, we'll get to Michigan next segment, but I think they opened as ten and a half point underdogs in that game um, to Michigan. But what I was going to say is contrast that stadium, which was full and 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 throaty. I mean, that was loud. That was a loud crowd on Friday in Lincoln. Contrast that to Texas, where there's where there's at least thirty thousand empty seats. Well, I think it's more than that. Yeah, oh, it was ugly. Thank you for saying that. Was that was a horrifying scene for them. It was officially twenty five thousand empties. But I looked no. at it and said, "There's more. no way." Right. So contrast Nebraska. And what I was going to say is this. I'm walking out, or I'm walking to the interview area, and I, I'm, I'm watching Nebraska fans closely, and they're pissed. I mean, they are pissed. It is not, uh, we weren't expected to win. Uh, you know, we're 3-9. and nine. This game didn't mean anything. No, 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 no. That's not what I saw. I saw people that were pissed. And that's good. That is good. Because the indifference is the worst. Yeah. Well, they they also were up by fifteen points. They have a reason to be pissed right. about this. Yeah. Yeah. Indifference is bad. The fan base here is incredible. It's it was still engaged completely at the end of the game as Nebraska was trying to pull off the win, 
and then they were angry at the end, and that is only good. If you saw a Texas scene, that's trouble. That would get an AD's attention in a big way. Texas scene versus Nebraska scene. I mean, there's a lot of teams that if they were three and nine, there'd be nobody in the stands. Yeah. Well, most teams, really. Yeah, most. Besides Nebraska yeah. and you know, a couple other teams. Maybe I don't even there. know how who. What, yeah, I mean, what what teams out there besides Nebraska could feel the full stadium at, with a 3-8 and eight team going into the game? Right. We have to make sure we always keep that in mind here. These fans are incredible. Yeah, but it's not guaranteed going forward. I mean, you, they, they've not no, it's never really, guaranteed. They no. want to, you got to get results to make that happen going forward. And part of the reason is Nebraska is the first team in college football history to win to lose nine one-score games, d- d- single-digit games, nine single-digit games. They kept playing. Yeah, and you know they didn't give up. No, they didn't. Yeah, you didn't see a team that quit. No, um, but I I would say. Oh, we better get to Chris. Chris has been hanging. Yeah, before we get to Chris, uh, hold on, Chris. I, I'm sick. Hold on. This is the type of stat I'm. I'm or fact. I'm sick of being lumped in with for Nebraska. This is from Matt Brown, a, a football writer for College Football. He says this is now the first time ever that Florida State, Texas, Nebraska, and USC will all finish a season with losing records. That's happened too often. Nebraska is lumped in with first time this and this and this has happened in the bad way. Look at way. those places, though. Look at those places. Then. Compare compare where they are geographically to where we are geographically. Right. How do you do that at USC? Well, they're not going to anymore. No, they're not. <laughs> which, we'll, which, which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. Hang yeah, tight yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. They, those days are done for <laughs> yeah, USC. Yes, they, they are. Their trying here times come, are about to here end. Come, here comes Pac-12 title <laughs> after Pac-12 title Coach after of the year. Pac-12 title, and they will bury UCLA <laughs> in the in the Westwood ground yeah, where they over. stand. UCLA had yeah. their had their little chance there for a couple of years. It's over now. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, we got when we yeah. get. Now, Chris will adjust Logan Smothers, but we really got to talk about Logan Smothers at some point. We will. Let's get to Chris on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Chris, you're on early break. Good morning. Say good morning, Steve Jake. Thank you for being patient, Chris. Oh, uh, no problem, Steve. Well, Steve, you're exactly right. Um, I When I left that game and people left, although we had – Quite a few Iowa people up there in the West Balcony. That's one. You know, a lot of Nebraska people sold out. I hate to say this, but uh, hey, it's time. It's time we we face some facts here. You're right, Steve. When I left that that place and during that fourth quarter, which seemed like a living hell, I I, I tell you what, I was pissed. I told you guys three weeks ago. Right. But I expected to win this game. This Iowa team was beatable, and I would be disappointed if we did not win this game. Well, I tell you what, it went beyond disappointment uh, living through that fourth quarter. You know, a 21 to six lead with 15 minutes and about 50 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and you cannot hold on to it. That is a loser's mentality, and that you know, which which. Right now, it's stinking up the football program over there. Um, we had some. I was telling. I I, I was telling the the producer there. Harrison. Yes, Harrison. Yes. We had a couple of Iowa guys behind us, pretty knowledgeable Iowa guys, okay. and they 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 were just patiently waiting. Yes. Patiently waiting. Yes, they said, I mean. "It'll happen. 
Yep. It'll happen. Yep. They'll yep. they'll make a mistake. They'll yep. screw up. Yep. You know, and sure enough, yeah, boom. you know, and and one guy, uh, the Nebraska guy behind me goes, you know, you can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. I said, I said, turn to him. I said. Only Alfred Hitchcock and Stephen King can make stuff up like this. Yeah. You know, but, hey, Steve Jake, I'm to the point now. Nine losses, mm. first time since 1957. Right. Are we showing any improvement from year one to the end of year four? You know, the effort is there. The, the wins are not. Um I don't know. I, I, I don't want to hear that we're close anymore. I can, I, I can see that for two or three, four games to start the season. But when you're in game 12 and you're making the same mistakes, come on now. And, and the, the loser's mentality over there around that football program, it, 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 you know, you can see it. You can feel it over there. You can feel it in the, in the, in the people in the stands. You know, and uh, Steve Jake, Friday morning before the game, we talked about Ty Goodson, that he's, he's yep. hurt us. Yep. And, and sure enough, Bam. sure enough, yep. we, we let him, we turned him loose. He had over, a, what, 150 yards, averaged about seven yards a carry. Yep. You know, it's obvious in the Big Ten that it looks like you've got to run the ball, which we can't do with our running backs, and you have to stop the run. Michigan. A, a yeah. wonderful game, yeah. Yeah. wonderful game. Yeah. What a complete team they are. Yep. And, I, and I wish them luck down the line. Uh, 300 yards rushing against Ohio State, held Ohio State to 70 yards rushing, and they get a 15-point win. And uh, I'm <laughs> Steve Jake, I'm not a big fan of Michigan, but uh, you know what? Uh, hey, uh, you know what? They, they deserve this one. I, I'll give it to Josh Perry on the Big Ten Network. He said three weeks ago, he says, Michigan to him, and he's an Ohio State alum. Right. That's amazing he, he said that, yeah. Michigan is the most complete team in the Big Ten, and you got to agree. Yeah. Perfect special teams, perfect defense against that. Hutchinson was yeah, a killer was Saturday. Right? But anyway, guys, hey, back, back to our game, you know, we just, there's a lot to work on, and I'm, I'm worried about this. The future of this program. I, I've told you, Jake, you know, last summer that this is a four, which we went below this year. It's a nine-win program yeah, you're at, right. at its peak. Yeah. And and right now, I don't see a change in that. Next year, the, the schedule's a little strange. We go back up to Wisconsin. We go to Iowa. I believe we go to Michigan. We go to Purdue. We haven't proven we can beat Minnesota. Illinois is getting better. Yep. Rutgers has stopped piling talent out there in these recruiting classes. We got to go out there. You always got fits, and though. You can Oklahoma. Beat <laughs> so yeah, Oklahoma. I, I don't know, Steve Jake. I'm I'm a frustrated fan, longtime season ticket holder and donor right now, and and uh, I guys, I don't like the way this thing's shaping up, even for next year. But I'm hey, listen, guys. I sorry to spew there, but I'm I'm Steve. I'm one of those pissed off fans right I hear now. You. I hear. I saw him. I saw him. Yeah. Now Thanks, here's the, here's the thing. This staff knows it's got to happen next year. They got to make. The, they got to turn on a dime, basically. And they did catch a break with Oklahoma losing its head coach yesterday. That that'll that'll make. I I think that'll make that game easier, de- depending on who they bring. They're in, losing recruits already out of that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Top it, five star running back decommitted. Already. But I get it. I, I mean, I saw the anger. and I. I but I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. That anger's good. I'm glad you're angry because – as a old girlfriend once told oh me, boy, here we go. indifference is the worst thing. Um, and <laughs> she's, she's right. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you don't, you don't. If your girlfriend's indifferent, that's not good. You rather, you'd rather your girlfriend or your wife be angry. All right, not indifferent. indifferent. Yep. If you see indifference, then you better, you know, I don't know, start packing your bags, skedaddle, <laughs> figure it out, Vince. Uh, it's a call from Vince in Napa, California. Vince, here on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Vince, Thanks nice to hear us. your voice. How are you? Well, you know, uh, as far as life is concerned, I'm fine. Life is a Husker fan, on the other hand. Well, that's, that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, you, but, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, when, when the game was turning, you know, whether it was the blocks punt, whether it was the safety, mm-hmm. where Logan Smothers gets sacked and intentional grounding in the end zone, mm-hmm. I, I mean, even watching it on TV, it was palpable. It was like, oh, my goodness, here we go again. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, now I could sit here and talk about special teams until I'm blue in the face, which we obviously have. And, I, and you know, and I think the con- – and I don't think there should, should even be a conversation that we need a full – a dedicated special teams coach because, you know, how many times do we have to watch game after game where we lose a game – as a you know, it, at least in part, as a result of a crippling special teams blow. But um, one thing that I also saw is even when the game plan was going good offensively, mm-hmm. you know, um, even that was somewhat flawed because how many carries did Logan Smothers have at halftime? About six, what, fourteen. Yeah, or so? yeah. We had fourteen at halftime. Okay, thank you. Yeah, fourteen at half. But yeah. anyhow, you know, when you don't have. You know, like we've talked about all year long, a conventional running game, and your quarterback keeps taking hits like that, well, that's not sustainable. You know, and and to me, you look, I mean, we're, now I know Chris alluded to the defense leaking a little and, uh, you know, the last couple weeks, but I think there's, but here's where the residual effect comes in. The residual effect that comes into not only the lack of a productive running game, but a lack of commitment to it. You know, and, um, because when you're possess, because the running game helps helps your entire team from your quarterback run game to your play action run game to keeping your defense rested, and as a result, if they're more rested, they're more productive. You know, but um, I would say, really, the last probably three or four play callers we've had, even going back to Bill Callahan, they were have all had one thing in common: is that if a game gets dicey, I mean, whether we're ahead by a couple of scores and the opponent chips away at it, or we suddenly fall behind by one score, it almost seems like they panic and go, and go, into, a, and go into a pass mode. You know, but, yeah. I mean, to me, that's where you have to stay patient with your running game because when momentum is going against you, you have to stay, stay patient. It's like, okay, maybe start, start to get a hold of this game a little bit if I'm making any sense. Yeah, you're making sense. You're making sense. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, thanks for the call, Vince. Uh, I, yeah, it's it's something where again we're all frustrated with what with what we see that Nebraska is is good in a lot of a lot of elements and they just aren't good enough in other elements and it just does they can't get over the hump and they just beat themselves consistently and we're all frustrated. I mean, I you heard the frustration in Chris's call before Vince even called in. You know, he said he was pissed off. This fan base is pissed. They 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 good. deserve better. They're seeing. 
like I said, they're not indifferent. They are mad. This is not an indifferent fan base. They are, mo- for the most part, I would say, when I, p- people I talk to, and you talk to, I assume, mm-hmm. are just mad because Good. they didn't sign up for this. This is not what they expect when they go fill up the stands at Nebraska at Memorial Stadium and cheer on the team. You know, They could be like what you mentioned, other schools at 3-9 and have a half-empty stadium. That could easily happen here. Mm-hmm. It could. But fans show up because they expect more. And they are deservedly pissed about the results through four years, and especially here in year, year four, going three and nine. Sure. Meanwhile, there's Iowa, and Kirk Ferentz said something really interesting. We're not the prettiest car in the lot. We're, now, we're talking about the Big Ten West champion now. Okay. Iowa wins the Big Ten West. He said, we're not the prettiest car in the lot. In college, you've got a car that can get you from point A to point B but it's not much to look at. That's probably us. We're not the prettiest car in a lot, but at least we get from point A to point B pretty pretty successfully most of the time. That's really what it's all about, getting there. I'm proud of these guys. He should be. He should be really proud. I mean, that he he managed their deficiencies very well. Sure did. Sure did. And for the people who kept telling me after my column, including our good friend Lance Leipold, come on, Sip, you're a little hard on Frost. Um, he's playing with a backup quarterback. I was playing with a backup quarterback. Iowa played with a backup quarterback. I mean, don't, I'm not giving them that excuse. I didn't hear anybody cutting Bo Pelini slack when he was down to quarterback number three. I mean, no, you can't. That's not an excuse. Peters did come back at halftime. I know. Third, but, but Padilla, they went to Padilla three, two games ago, whatever it was. They did. I mean, they, were, they had their backup quarterback in there. No, that's you got to win. Um, and you're up twenty-one to six. And what the the Hawkeyes do is manage their deficiencies really well, and that's, that's right. what coaching is. All teams have deficiencies. Alabama has deficiencies. Ohio State has deficiencies. You have to manage your deficiencies. Michigan has deficiencies. You you got to manage them. That's what coaching is. That's part of what a big part of what coaching is. Every roster has holes on it in America. Okay, every roster in America does. They have problems. It's how you manage those problems. Nebraska didn't do a good job of it. What I what my problem is 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 very simple. A coach's job is to maximize his team. They didn't maximize. No. Oh, now no. it's not like it was horrible because they played a wicked schedule. Okay, it was wicked. It was it was more difficult than we thought it was going to be. Even then, you they should have been better in three and nine, right? They didn't maximize. And that's, if I were one of the coaches, that's what would bother me the most. Is we didn't get all we could out of this team. It's a pretty good team. But it didn't, we didn't get all we could out of it. If you, if you get all you could out of this team, you would have beat Iowa. If you would have <laughs> You'd squeezed, be in a bowl game. Yeah, if you would have probably, probably. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think so. You, you, should, you probably should have got them to six or seven. Uh, yeah. This team was talented enough to right. get six, seven. Yeah. So... That's, I mean, that's the, what it kind of boils down to, and 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 the reason I bring that up is because what Ferent said about his team. We're not, we're 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 not the prettiest car on the lot. He said and, they're not. No, and but I even even right after the right after the game ended on BTN, he was asked about that as well. Right as the game ended, he says we're not a stats type of team. These guys are just resilient. Yeah, basically same thing. I mean, he just he knows we're not going to go out there and have the sexiest stats and have and have all the flashy touchdowns. We're just not. But we're going to find a way to win the game. And yeah. they do more often than not. I don't want to say, though, that Nebraska is not a tough-minded team. I don't want to say that. And I don't know that I'd 
completely agree with Chris that there's a loser's mentality. I don't know. I don't so know if I want to say that. There's something right over there. Yeah, I don't think that. Um, but yeah, there's as I as I've said a few times now in recent weeks, there's that ongoing conversation that pertaining to Frost is it just a defect in his coaching acumen that they can't get over the hump, or is that a sign that they're or is it a sign that they're close? That's what we don't know. And you know what though? Here's the deal, Chris and everybody else. We're gonna we're gonna find out next year, and they got to turn it on a dime, or they're not gonna get they're not gonna get much more time to do it. When we come back, Sips' national title dream is dead. What happened? Up next, an early break in the ticket. <laughs> 